You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. And welcome back to another episode of the Not So Newlywed Podcast, brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. As always, I'm one half of your co-host Candice, and you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. And I'm joined by, um, you know him as <coughs> Brilliant Dumb Underscore E. Yeah, this is a terrible. Uh introduction hey that's your <laughs> at name you picked that shit i didn't pick that um but you often hear me refer to him as just mike or london's dad or you know whatever you want to call it um <laughs> what's up y'all <laughs> we are not going to jaw jack around too long just a couple of announcements um, we're still working on live show stuff trying to get the details ironed out and fleshed out but that is coming to you uh, this coming February of 2020, um, our anniversary of the network. And so we'll be bringing you the live show. Um, purchase some merchandise. If you aren't subscribed to the Patreon, please subscribe. Um, we're not just asking for your money. We're giving you great content in exchange for your monthly contribution to the Patreon. So if you haven't, head on over to patreon.com slash flawless noises and subscribe or head on over to flawlessnoises.com and buy a t-shirt, a tote, whatever you like is, uh, we're walking into hoodie season yeah. slowly but surely. So we do have sweatshirts and hoodies available for purchase as well. And with that said, we are back to continue our Let's Talk About Sex series. And today, we will be debunking myths on male sexuality. And <clears throat> we're going to talk about some of the longstanding myths regarding male sexuality, such as libido and emotional desire. And we will also discuss how having a more current understanding of male sexuality can help men and women better connect sexually. Um, For this episode, we tapped into some work from Dr. Sarah Hunter-Murray and Dr. Chris Donahue um, on their thoughts and ideas of unchecked myths and stereotypes around male sexuality and how it has made sexual experiences less enjoyable for men and women picture that (laughs) picture that right um but you know we're just going to start out by discussing that a lot of times the image we have of men is reinforced over and over and over again pop culture pop culture we've seen it with uh me too and times up Movies and songs often portray men as dogs who always want sex and can't think of anything else but sex. Um, Men talk about other men that way. And lastly, women talk about men that way. Oh, he just wanted to fuck. He would say anything to get in my panties. Oh, nigga, you would say anything to bag a bitch and this, that, and the third. Um, Now, there are some niggas out there like that. Yeah. There's men out there like that. But Yeah. Um... 
And then we just, like I said, we have stories that came out of Me Too and Time's Up about male sexuality being selfish and toxic. And this is constantly reinforced. And we've gotten complacent with the stereotype. We, women and a lot of men have long accepted that men don't view sex in the manner that women view sex and the intimacy, the emotional connection, the mental connection, um, and how that's just a woman thing. You know, women are emotional, not men. We just trying to fucking go. Um, and that is true of some men, but not all men. And lastly, we always want to define that sexual health is about authentically embodying your honest sexual desires and this will often challenge gendered expectations and norms. So being sexually healthy, being sex positive is a hard thing for a lot of men to do. And um, we're going to talk about why. So we did some reading, digging, searching, and some we came up with six of the top myths regarding male sexuality. And so myth number one, and this is a combination of physical and mental slash emotional myths regarding male sexuality. So myth number one is that if a man doesn't stay or get erect when you want, then he must have a dysfunction. Um, a lot of women are guilty of feeling like if a man can't get it up and keep it up. Uh, something's wrong with him. He must be gay because you can't keep him hard. He must be fucking somebody else. He must be doing that. Right. <clears throat> when the fact of the matter is that erections don't always work the way you want them to work. If we can say that men can get hard when the wind blows, why couldn't they also go soft when the wind blows? Right. You know, so... And some men um, have, it's called erectile disappointment, not dysfunction, um, because erections can come and go. And the key to getting beyond, you know, a a night where y'all going at it and the next thing you know, he's not hard no more or something like that, is to just not panic, not get in your own head and think it's something wrong with him or something wrong with you, but continue the intimate moment because... Sex is more than just penetration. Um, you know, it could be maybe he just well, he wants some he wants his dick sucked. Maybe he just wants some head right quick. Maybe he'll get it back up. Never know. <laughs> did you know. try it? Did you try it? <laughs> or did you just get pissed off and accuse him of some being wrong with him or him you cheating? You doing this? Let me. Let's rewind it. This topic, this episode is not for single men. We're talking about men in committed relationships and marriages. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Before we get a lot of pushback, I'm single. I can do what I want to do. I ain't got to be emotionally connected. Yeah. We're not talking about you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We do have content that can be applied to, Men and women in any walk of life, this ain't one. If he goes off while y'all still fucking keep fucking, okay? Y'all could try some other shit, do some 69, some fellatio, whip out the toys, turn on some porn. 
it's not the end of the world if he is up and excited and then for whatever reason he goes off because sometimes men and trying not to come fast they start thinking about a whole bunch of other shit lo and behold motherfucker get to thinking about football and his dick gets off (laughs) because why would his dick be hard talking about football you know thinking about football he's so busy trying not to tap out on you too quick that he think about some shit that kind of blow his mood, right? <laughs> now he don't, now now he don't he, even feel like doing that. And he yeah. like, shit, man, the game on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's not the end of the world. You know, good sex is always about pleasure and fun. Not always performance. If you are focusing on performance, what you're doing, how you look, are you erect? Then you no longer are in the moment and in your body and all that kind of stuff. Once you get in your head, it's easy to kind of lose the moment. You know what I'm saying? It it doesn't say anything about you. And there's no, it's always, you know, if you know the human body, if you know anatomy, if you do some Google, hit the good sis Google, you'll know that every man even some women have experienced this where like they are really into the sex and some form or fashion, they get in their own head and then they just kind of clunk out. And they're you know not in saying? the mood anymore. It's happened to me in the past. You know, I am in my own thoughts was in my thoughts before we got to the sex. The sex didn't stop me from being in my own head about whatever was on my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I dry up and that's just, shit happens you know so um yeah if a man loses an erection it's not the end of the world it does not mean he has erectile dysfunction does not mean he's gay or does not desire you or want intimacy with you it just means that he's human his body has a mind of its own and should have reacting like a body would right myth two which is a follow-up to this is that erections are required for sex um, I don't know that I fully agree with agree with this being a myth because ultimately, um, and it's just, I, everybody every person is different. Mm-hmm. But speaking candidly for myself, the be, one of the best aspects of our adult time intimacy is penetration for me. You know. But some there are ways to get people off where you don't always have to penetrate them. And if sex is about pleasure and erections and penetration are not always needed for pleasure. I mean, we've joked about it. 68, I owe you one. <laughs> you know, she gave me some hair and I dipped. I didn't even want the pussy. You know, it's it's intimacy is more than just penetration. Right. While even if penetration is your favorite part of intimacy... There's a lot that goes on in good intimacy and healthy sexual relationships among two adults that um, penetration is not the sole focus. You know, you've got the foreplay, you've got, you know, if you're somebody in the role playing or dressing up, handcuffs, being hog tied, I don't know. Everybody got their own king. Everybody got their own king. I mean, motherfuckers it's be going on. Motherfuckers be tired. Just saw something. On and ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm just, I'm just saying, saying motherfuckers. Got... I just seen a picture of a woman in full lace text, tied up with mad belts, just laying on the kitchen counter. I seen struggling. that struggling. I would have came in the house and walked right back out. 
No, yeah, I want to know who the fuck tied you up yeah, like I'm that. I'm not trying to get tied up like that. No, I'm just saying I want to know <laughs> why you on our counter tied That's what up I'm like saying. that. I don't want to. I'm not staying this to, to get tied up like that. I don't know what's going on or in here. I'm going right back you. out. You better call whoever tied your ass up like that and put you on the counter like an overdone Christmas ham. You better leave me alone. But if that's what you're into, you know that that's an element that goes beyond penetration. Right. The right. visual, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. visual can even just do a lot. So if you experience an erectile disappointment or she experienced a moment where she kind of disconnects from the sex, um, just move on to, you know, seeing if they're still in the mood, if they want to be reengaged and try it again, don't be afraid to use your fingers, your tongue, your toys, keep having fun. You're filth talking, um, and there are diverse ways to use your body and to have fun and realize that, you know, good sex, good intimacy is not always about penetration. And sometimes, um, it's just about connecting to your body, your partner's body, and then y'all can connect, tap into pleasure. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think, um... I mean, I think it is a, a much larger aspect of sex because that's what we are like taught that sex is, right? Like the definition of sex is 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 supposed to be that when we're taught it. Yeah. But I think it is a lot more and 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 in a sense where it's not always just about, you know, penetration or um head or it's it's about intimacy. Yeah, it's about intimacy and it's about connecting before and beyond penetration. Right, I think is right. the the key component. It's just a part of it. When 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 you are wanting to be intimate with the person versus just having sex or just fucking them, um it gets it's it gets it's the different situation. And so yeah, if something happens or for whatever reason we don't feel like doing penetration or we just want to you know do oral or mutual masturbation or whatever the case may be right then you're okay with that because you haven't put all your eggs into that sex is this or sex has to be done this way or it's not sex type of you know mental mental thinking right yeah right so the next myth that we're going to debunk is that male sexuality is not fluid and it says that the reason this is a myth is that we are all more sexually diverse and fluid than we realize our sexuality and things that we desire or like to do or want to try is always evolving and changing, but toxic masculinity, homophobia, slut shaming, and gender roles shame us into reducing our full total sexuality into what's socially acceptable thereby allowing anxiety to create our sexual and bodily limits. We are all far more sexually fluid than we realize because we fall into sexual habits and routines, reinforcing the same sexual behaviors over and over. Sex should be new and novel with the new partner and even with repeat partners or somebody that you're in a long-term relationship or married to. So does fluid just, in this sense, just mean like... A variety of of sex, like yeah. acts, yeah, like sexual acts, sexual like different acts, types of um, sexual I acts. I think it, it can also mean like even maybe 
partners, you know, which brings us back to society says, no, that's bad. Don't do that. So we haven't done it. But even, you know, exploring poly lifestyles and... Or being bi. Being bi or, you know, liking to swing or swap or whatever the case may be or have romantic ties to more than one person. All of that, I think, is tied into your sexual fluidity and I do wholeheartedly agree that when you step back and look at it it's created so many um do's and don'ts barriers barriers that a lot of men don't often explore their sexuality and things that they might like and it could be something as you know nipples you know we know that there's a stigma uh, that goes on around Men who say they like, you know, nipple, stimu- nipple stimulation okay. and shit like that. Oh, fam, that's gay. Only women like they nipple sucked and blah, 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 blah. And um, the the very, that very... That just sounds stupid because yeah. everybody has nipples. It's not yeah. like... <laughs> and, and the very, very taboo one would be, you know, anal play. Some men like anal play, but they'll never admit it. Or some men have been intrigued, but they're afraid to try it because they don't want the... Oh, no, nah, fam, you gay. Mm-hmm. You gay. And let's, let us remind you that the definition of, of someone being homosexual is them having romantic and sexual dealings with someone of the same sex. If you like yo, if you like your bum bum played with by your woman, that's between you and her. That's right. your business. You around here, what's the purpose in not having good sex because you scared of what people you not having sex with gonna say about you? Let let that sink in. They Imagine, gonna say shit about you whether they know that or not. Exactly. So, so behind closed doors, you might as well get it how you live with the person you live with. <laughs> nah, exactly. <laughs> and it's and, and still keep in mind boundaries and things of that nature. You know, you don't want to be crossing boundaries. You want to make sure the person is always comfortable and this, that, and the third. But overall, your sexuality is meant to be explored. Imagine liking the imagine and liking the same sex that you started having at whatever age when you were younger versus the sex that you have in going into your forties dog, I do not want to have the sex I was having when I was younger at all, at all. It was not intimate. It was not, you know, I didn't really know my own body. I didn't really know what I wanted and how I wanted to be pleased. Cause again, holding firm to these societal standards of how women should have sex. And it was miserable. So, no, I have explored. I have figured out what I like and don't like and what gets me off. And, and it could change again 10 years from now. You right. never know. But I'm not. I'm open to ex- always exploring what gets me off and what pleases me with you within your own boundaries and limitations. You know what I'm saying? Within what, make, what you're comfortable with. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. And, um... I think we can go into uh, myth number four off of that one. Yeah, we can go. Yeah, I think and we it should was, go into uh, All men are sexual. Okay. Uh, males experience low sexual desire and are not always hypersexual. Uh, males can also be asexual and solo sexual, 
more masturbatory and not uh, desirous of partnered sex. We married and sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I just want to masturbate and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you ain't never had that feeling like, yeah, I would love to fuck you, but I'm tired. So I'm just going to settle for this quick two, three minute nut that the watching porn going to get me. And then we're going to pick it back up. Tomorrow uh, when, uh, I, we, when, we, when I'm yeah, off, when I'm off, when we well rested, <laughs> we gonna do what we like to do, how we like to do it. But sometimes you don't feel like having sex because good sex is also exhausting. Yeah, it's good work too. Yeah, it's good work. It's, it's <laughs> it takes it takes work. It makes you tired. It make you sweat. It make you sleepy and all that kind of shit. If and if sometimes you just ain't in the mood to put in the work, you work. Eight to ten hours, came home, cooked, clean, looked after the little one, got them, got her ready for bed, tried to get yourself together for tomorrow, and A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the list goes on. And by the time you get out the shower, put on your pajamas and lay down, you, you ain't to trying to, to get into, you ain't trying to get into 30, 40 uh, min, minutes of fucking. You ain't trying to have no marathon sex. You trying to squeak, squeak, right. and go. And I think that's, that's one of the ones that, is like, oh, you not in the mood, like... What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Who you fucking if you ain't trying to fuck me? Which, that... <laughs> that was, um... That kind of reminds me... Like, we'll get into it, you know, after the break. But we do talk about how... Um, women are not good at accepting rejection... When men don't want to have sex, and then it turns into something else. So then you an have attack? an attack. <laughs> yeah, and then you have instances of men just giving up sex so that it's not an argument in the house. But we'll get to that. Right, right now, we're about to take a quick break, right? And we will see you guys back after the jump to round off this conversation and leave you guys with something to think on. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, we want to welcome you guys back. Thank you for staying tuned and listening in. We just finished myth number four before the break that all men are sexual, which is a lie. And now we're moving on to myth number five. All men are dominant in the bedroom. If you're a woman listening to this, I know you laughing mad loud. Because <laughs> I've had very few experiences with super dominant men in the bedroom. Like, kind of like... You might be the more most aggressive person I've been with in the bedroom. 
and you aren't like I'm not aggressive. Super aggressive. Like it's it. just kind of one of them things like when it's go time, you be like, "Yep, take them draws off." And then <laughs> what is this? What is this episode today? What's going on? So, it's, you know, honestly, you kind of goofy if you think all men are sexually dominant cuz you know, you could tell when a man is more of a take charge person versus when they aren't. But you know, some men are passive and they don't initiate sex and they have a total receptive type of sexuality. Like they will wait on you to make a move on them. And not men, not all men are assertive with sex and arousal. Sometimes they get aroused because the woman is aroused. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a domino effect. Okay, well, you horny? Cool. Now nah, I'm horny. Your horniness make me horny. You know, that type of stuff. And one's gender expression does not promise or dictate their sexuality. Fair. Yeah. I know a lot of aggressive women. Who, I know a lot of take charge women who like to run the show in the bedroom. Like to run the show outside the bedroom. I don't think it's, you know, tied down to your gender or your sexuality. Whether you are aggressive or whether you're dominant or submissive in the bedroom, right. that's more of a personality thing. Like a yeah. lot of things are, yeah, but you know what I mean? It's, it's all based on your individuality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely is. And so we've made it to our last myth, but it's the one that ha- will have the most in-depth conversation. And that's that men just want sex and don't want an emotional connection. I think that can be the case for some some men. Okay, I, I feel like that's a that's a maturity thing though. But, yeah, and, and because of how uh, sex was introduced to us, and how this um, you know you're supposed to be like this ladies' man or whatever. Whenever you um, start to have dealings with women and things of that nature, it's this whole stigma that if you're not uh, with a bunch of women. Then there's something wrong with you, like in high school, growing up, college, things of that nature. You get these ideas in your head, and I don't necessarily think that that's how every man feels. Yeah, I don't think that's how every man feels. I also believe that um, we are socialized to believe that when we are single, we shouldn't have this super emotional connected sex with people that aren't your partner. And so because we, you're saving it because or you're saving it or cause that's not your man. That's not your woman. Why are you making love? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that with them? You kind of get to the point where you're like, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna put up this brick wall. If we not together and having sex and I don't, I won't say that I don't see how because sometimes sometimes that wild animalistic sex where ain't no feelings involved, that should be fire too. But a lot of times um, you can enjoy sex, you can be emotional with sex, and you can still understand with a certain when you reach a certain maturity level that having amazing sex with this person that I connect to doesn't mean we're in a relationship or even trying to be one. It means that we're two adults who value pleasure and we're going to experience this together and connect with each other so that it can be amazing. 
I don't I don't necessarily see how there can't be any emotions involved though. Yeah. Like there there's some emotion involved in the act of sex no matter what, right? Yeah. Like even if it's not love, there's some emotions there. Like you like this person, you attracted to this person, you um this por- this person makes you horny or whatever. You know what I mean? There those are emotions to me. Yeah. So even if it's not love, there's there's still some emotion Lust there. You're is an getting emotion. Yeah, you're there's still something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's an attraction there. Yeah. So when it says like they're like just having sex without emotion, I don't think that really any of us do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think that it's okay to have sex immediately with somebody that you connect to or to delay sex. Most depending- certainly. Alright, my <laughs> You speaking from experience? I'm just saying I believe that you should do it if you want to do it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't be worried about what someone may think of you or how they may react or what the neighborhood is gonna say or whatever the case may be. I think if you wanna have sex with that person, then you should do it. You don't have to wait ninety days or uh a month or two weeks. I mean, I'm if it's the hoe. first date, I know I'm a hoe. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> if it's the first date and you, you know, you feeling okay. a little frisky, now then I'm feeling a little triggered. I'm just saying, if it's the first tr- date and that's what you want to do, then do that. Did we have sex it, on the first date? Huh? Why is you talking so much? What's up? <laughs> what's, what's going we, on over we, here? We transparent with our uh, listeners. Who's transparent? I don't know these niggas. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> But not, I do agree, I, and it should be based on your current needs and desires. If you want something more, if you want a deeper connection, and you rather wait to have sex to deter, you know figure if that deeper connection exists, do that. Yeah. yeah. If you meet up and it's there ASAP, and y'all both trying to do that, do what works for you. But the the thing is that. When you talk about men's sexual desire, it's largely, um, the, the myth is that it's largely triggered by physical appearance and things like, you know, lingerie, low cut shirts, short skirts, tiny dresses, big titties, fat asses, nice hips, pretty face, whatever the case may be. And of course that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's very true. But what a lot of people miss is that the emotional piece often matters more to men. Um, and I want to, I was thinking about this as I was reading it and I was going to say that I've always been with men who wanted to know that I wanted them, even if that wasn't reciprocal. And so it does make sense to me that the emotional part matters a lot to men, um, because men like to know that they're wanted, you know what I'm saying? They want to feel wanted, even if they're not making the woman feel wanted, they want to know that they are desired by that woman. Oh, you want you you know you want want this dick. You want to you know you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. And so, it I do think that the emotional part is a big piece that is often missed because we see we think that men are driven more by the physical, so we kind of skip over the emotional. Even when men are letting you know that they need an emotional 
connection. They need to know you want them or desired by them, want to have sex with them and all this other stuff. I thought the one line in here was interesting. The, um, I want to experience her a- as an emotion. Yeah. I, I just think that that's a- it's an interesting emotion to have because it's not like... It's 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 not really expressed, but saying that yeah I I, I want to have sex with her is is essentially kind of saying that yeah I yeah. want to experience her yeah I want to experience her I want to be close right um and we're ta- again we're talking about in a relationship when this stuff happens I want to I want to feel the love physically because right. sex is an expression of. Emotions and love. Like you said, it's an expression of, I want you, I want to, you know, at the bare minimum, I want to give my body to you and experience your body. At the most, I want to let you know that I love you. Let's make love and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I definitely feel like men um, are more emotional, but again, society has told men that you shouldn't be emotional. You should keep everything close to your heart and women should just know that you want them. You shouldn't have to do all that expressing and verbalizing and, you know, being vulnerable. They should just know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And again, as much as, you know, men, a lot of men say feminists only want to get rid of this, that, and the third for their benefit... But uh, uh, both sexes could benefit from breaking down some of these societal standards that have been placed on us, some of these barriers, these stereotypes stereotypes regarding, you know, vulnerability, emotions, and so on and so forth. Men would benefit too. It would give them a lot more space to be open with women that they're having sexual dealings with and relationships ultimately. Um, And then this, it goes on to talk about how during sex, men can be their most loving, like they could be manly, but they can also be vulnerable and let their guard down. They don't always have to be strong or dominant. They don't have to lead all the time. It can be a completely vulnerable experience to be naked and let someone see and hear you and to let someone completely love you. They was in their bag. Huh? Yeah, they uh this is one of your books? What's up? This, <laughs> like what is we reading here? They was really they was really <laughs> in it to win it. Um these two doctors that I tapped into, uh Dr. Donahue and uh Dr. Murray. Yeah, that's the that's the lady's name. She wrote a book. Um and the the name of the book will be in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she she the book is basically breaking down some of these stereotypes regarding men and their emotions and sex and vulnerability. And you know I just I I do feel like when I read this um it gave me some insight into things even with us because you know if any of you you don't know Mike so I don't even know why I'm about to say it like that but (laughs) Mike is in general a very quiet person he's one of those people that is he's not a a huge talker he doesn't talk a lot even when it's just me and him it's not like he's going a mile a minute talking he's very reserved 
Um, but in when we're intimate, um, he kind of is when you get the most vulnerable side of him, I guess is what it is. Like he does a lot of talking with his actions versus saying everything that he needs to say. And you can see it in our, in, in our intimacy. And I'm not just talking about sex, just intimacy in general, you know, me saying, okay, my back hurts. And then, you know, seconds later, you know, he's rubbing my back or rubbing my feet or, you know, putting his arm around, whatever the case may be. He does a lot of talking through his actions. And so I think that is, could be probably men, a lot of men is that their actions say far more than their mouths do. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you learn that a, a, a big part of this podcast is learning on the way. Right. 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 Learning. And so there's, here's the part that I was talking about is that when the emotional connection is a relationship, his sexual desires tend to decrease. We hold this idea that men are always interested in sex, but men do say no. And when they aren't feeling that com- that emotional connection, they oftentimes will not want to engage in sex with you. And it says sometimes the problem is acute. They haven't resolved a fight with their partner. Sometimes it's grown over the course of the relationship due to just feeling increasingly disconnected over time. Mm. And they will not want to engage in the same uh, frequency or wildness of sex that y'all once had if they feel disconnected. And I can say we have never had an argument so out there that it was like, nah, I I don't want to fuck you, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But I absolutely understand not trying to use sex as a band-aid for the problems in the relationship. Like if you, if you and your partner get into an, an altercation or y'all are having a, a disconnection of the minds, um, trying to fuck it away is not going to help. No. And so if a man tells you no, cause he still feels the way or the situation hasn't been resolved, to me, that should make a woman happy that she has a partner with some emotional intelligence who doesn't see sex as a way to fix problems in a relationship. Right. Okay, shut up and take this dick. No, I want to talk about what's bothering me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or let's resolve this as let's opposed resolve to it. let's figure it let's out. Let's just have sex. Like Yeah. We I'm still upset though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and one of the one of the other things is that always remember a man is allowed to say no the same way that women are. And when he says no, don't take it personally. There could be numerous reasons why a man might not be in the mood for sex. It could be stress, health issues, being tired, normal fluctuations in interest, which we've talked about in conjunction with female sexuality is sometimes mm-hmm. right. you just need something new and exciting and you should talk to your partner about figuring out how y'all can try new exciting things to bring the bring it bring the spice back into the relationship 
And sometimes, and a lot of times, most times, when a man doesn't want to have sex, it doesn't have anything to do with his lack of desire for his partner. This is probably usually a bunch of outside things going on in his life. Or just some, And it might not be nothing wrong. You could just be tired. tired. Yeah, I was going to say that. He might not even be going through anything. He just, yeah. you know, had a long day. Yeah, and if he, if he, you know, if he doesn't want to have sex, still encourage him, you know, let him know I love you, give him a compliment, give him a kiss and a hug. Because research shows that men, just like women, want to feel sexually desired by receiving compliments and being on the receiving end of flirtation and seduction. Men get tired of always being the pursuer. I can see that. Shit is exhausting. Just saying. Okay. Hmm? I'll be gassing you up. Shut up. I ain't pursuing nothing. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying. I, I kind no, of just. You. Oh. No, I'm just saying just as, as far as that goes, I can It was exhausting relate. pursuing me? In general, not just yeah. you. But just I'm asking general. about me. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so there's... there. <laughs> and, you wasn't running very fast. You was doing that shit where, like, you was, like, jogging, and then you, like, fall, like, in a scary movie and shit. Oh, no. Nah. (laughs) Nah, don't play me. (laughs) I was about to skirt on your ass, and you was like, uh. I was like, hey, what we doing? Because... You know, I got other options, and he, Mike was like, you don't have no other options. I'm your option. And I was like, huh? No, I definitely got other options. And Mike, one of them people, if he got to repeat himself, he about to get livid with you. Like, if he got to say something more than once, like, he, the whole Bronx finna come up out of him. I'm like, I do got, he like, I just said you ain't got no motherfucking options. I'm like, okay. I ain't got no options. We together. Cool. Bet. Damn. But... There you go, put mad sauce on it. <laughs> definitely, definitely put mad sauce on it. But la- lastly, that the last thing that I want to talk about is that some research suggests that if a woman has an orgasm, a man takes it as a boost to his masculinity. But based on Dr. Murray's research, she said that it suggests something else may be going on too. And that is that her pleasure reflects the shared connection that they have. And it shows that she is feeling intimate and close and they are on the same page and enjoying sex together. So it's not. This lady's pretty smart, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> she, she, she had. She a... make you think about like, damn, is that why I was acting like that? Or is that why? Like. Yeah, because you think like some men. Be because you never really think that deeply into like your own actions. Like, yeah. you know, you just do stuff because. You know, that's who you are. That's how you normally do stuff. Or that's how, that's what gets you off in a sense, right? Yeah. But you never really think deeply as to why that is or why you enjoy that so much or why it is uh, an uplifting thing for you if your partner has an orgasm. Right. Yeah. And, And a lot of people, like we said, a lot of things are tied to male ego, and some of this stuff has apparently has a deeper meaning because uh, Dr. Murray did her own case study and she sampled men in the ages of 18 to 57 with the average age being 38. So basically right around where we at. And these are the things that she discusses are the conclusions she drew from this sample okay. of, of men that she asked these questions to. 
And it was that it's far more than ego. Having great sex with their partner means that they're on the same page and connecting outside of the bedroom. Right. Because it's hard to connect in the bedroom when you and the person don't aren't seeing eye to eye or totally, totally different pages right. in life. So overall, men do value the emotional aspect as much as women when it comes to sex in a relationship. And it's, they use it as a tool for being close and being intimate. Um, and you know, men are human and we need to start being honest about that when it comes to sex. Not every man, not every man will have the biggest, hardest erection they ever had in their life. Every time they have sex, it will not be amazing. Every time men will say no, sometimes they will be too tired to have sex with you. That does not mean that they don't love you and don't want you and don't enjoy having intimacy with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and by stripping away a lot of these stigmas, stereotypes, and myths about male sexuality, especially men stripping them off, you, they will probably have a lot better sex with women if they came into this current century. Right. So hopefully you guys enjoy that because that was all of the, the myths that we were debunking today. And like I said, um, Dr. Murray wrote a book called Not Always in the Mood, The New Science of Men, Sex, and Relationships. If you want to check it out or read it, um, and I put the links to the articles also in the show notes. And we will see you guys back in two weeks um, for hopefully a very, very special episode. The episode <laughs> where we will finally get to discuss uh, polyamory, polysexuality, uh, polandry. It's, it's a lot of different stuff in that world. So hopefully we'll be bringing you that episode next and we will see you guys in two weeks.